Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Tractor Girls Talk podcast. I'm joined as ever by my co-host and town woman skipper Blue Wilson and today we're going to be discussing unfortunately the defeat on the weekend against Southampton. We'll get into that very soon. I want to see how Blue is doing, how her rehab is getting on. I saw she was on the treadmill, she was doing kicky-uppies and trainings last week. How are you Blue? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, it's been a good week of rehab. Uh, a few steps sort of moved forward. I did run for the first time, but um, although it sounds great, it's sort of a test in the waters first. So I don't really see it as big, big progress yet because I need to make sure it doesn't. F- it feels okay afterwards and I can continue doing it. Um, so yeah, baby steps. I'm not getting too overexcited, even though I did run for the first time since surgery. So yeah, good week so far. What about you? Yeah, all good. Um, normal stuff, really. But um, I'm always buzzing to record the podcast, although we're going to be discussing a defeat. But we are joined by a special guest, and I'll let you introduce who's joining us. Everyone will know by the time they when they listen to this, because it's on the there'll be a picture and it'll be in the bio. Who is joining us this week? So today we've got right back. Where's number two? Um, recently back from injury, which is great to see. Uh, we've got Maria Boswell. How are you, Maria? Hello, yeah, I'm good, yeah. Excited to, uh, to be on the podcast. Yeah, well, she she told me off, I think, that was the other week, I think after the West Ham <laughs> game or something, saying, where's my time on the podcast? I my invite? I've been waiting, yeah. I've been waiting for the invite, but finally, finally I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to bring you on when we've got to talk about a defeat yeah. against our biggest rivals in the league, yeah. um, and we're going to get right into it, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, Blue... Let's talk about the first half before we get into the second half that was. Um, a very good fast start. Uh, lots of good chances from us. Um, we went out like guns blazing, basically, as Joe said. Um, a fantastic start to the first half. Yeah, definitely. The first half, I thought, actually was a really good performance. I know Joe's mentioned it um, in interviews that it's been sort of our best performance in the first half, our best football we played against Southampton. Um, because before we've kind of grinded results out um, and it's worked, but we actually played some good football. And I think throughout the whole game, we didn't create many chances. Maybe that's something we need to look at. Um, but yeah, first half, I think we controlled it, to be honest. Um, going into half time, 1 0 up after a page peak penalty. She never misses. Um, I was quite happy. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll take that. Um, but it was always going to be. I was standing with my mum at the time and I said, Mum, if we if we don't concede in the next if we if we weather the storm after half time, we win this game. Um and obviously what happened was slightly different. Um but yeah, a, a difficult day, a difficult day. Um I think for all town fans and players and staff. Indeed, and um Boz, what was your thoughts on the first half? Um yeah, Paige Peak does what she does best, scores from the penalty yeah. spot. Anna did really well in terms of winning the penalty, but on the bench, seeing everything in front of you, what what's your thoughts on it? No, I was saying to a few of the girls when um what after Paige stepped up and, and scored, I was like, she never misses. I was like, I had no doubt in my mind that when she stepped up, you could see how focused she was. The the, the goalkeeper and a few of the players was apparently trying to get in her head a little bit, but um no, she was fully focused, knew what she had to do. It was a great pen. But um no, I kind of felt the same. We definitely we came and took the game to them. We pressed really high, uh, really hard, and uh, and no, it was just a good first half. We played good stuff, and and even though we didn't create many chances, I think we we did play play well and kept the ball a lot. And um, and yeah, it was just obviously a shame what happened. What happened when we came back out at half time? Yeah, sadly, blue. It was only half the job done. One nil at half time. Happy days, everything you know is rosy, and you know we we played well, um, but still a big forty-five minutes to play, and then Southampton came out and well got two very quick far goals. A moment, just five minutes of madness, really. Uh, what are your thoughts seeing those two goals go in? Um, <laughs> I think my honest thoughts was I just couldn't believe what was happening. Um, those ten minutes, you sort of see uh, maybe a bit dramatic. You see your season sort of fall apart um so yeah obviously it wasn't a great period but to go from the first half where we were so proactive especially in the midfield and pressing all around the pitch we were so proactive and winning things and 
really up for it. And then second half, maybe it's because we'd been so good in the first half. We're a bit more reactive, um, which just opened up a few more spaces. And I'm, I'm guessing they had some tactical changes, uh, which didn't help. But yeah, I think maybe the mindset of us being one nil up and they, they need to. This is this is sort of a six point a game. This is ultimately could be for the league, um, and that that ten minutes sadly defined the game. Um, and after that, I I couldn't really see us getting back into it. The momentum sort of shifted, and it's so hard to change momentum, um, especially in such big games. That is the key word in it, Paul's momentum definitely shifted to Southampton and they're very much on top. And um, you came on for the final 10 minutes, a triple sub. Um, what sort of Joe say to you at that point? You know, we're 2-1 down, we're really not getting back into the game. Southampton pro- probably happy with a 2-1 lead, really. But what was Joe saying to you and as the other, the triple three subs, substitutions? Yeah, so we went to a four at the back, um, two up top, I believe, and wingers to try and uh, create more, I guess, and just kind of really just take the game to them for the last 10 minutes and do obviously do what you can to, to get the goal back. But um, for me, I remember just saying play high and wide, overlapping, just get as forward as you can, um, channel balls and just try and get... A, a good cross into the box that hopefully someone can get something on. Um, but yeah, he just, you know, he said high and wide, someone can play a bit more. And she went to right wing, but maybe she can play a bit more um, inside and I kind of <clears throat> go on the outside. So um, yeah, it was just really kind of do all you can to get forward and, and see what happens. Yeah, Blue, I was, you know, taking pictures on the sidelines. I was just getting, I was getting frustrated. I thought, oh, it's just, we just need a moment of magic here to get back in the game. Unfortunately, it didn't come. Uh, Joe has come out, really. I know it's a tough situation you to be both be into, but he's blaming himself a little bit on maybe the team talk at half-time and maybe just the whole second half, how it was panning out. You know, I wouldn't put it down to him. It's just one of those games where we just weren't on it in the second half, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I watched him to be... I was in the half-time team talk. No, um, neither. But um, I think it's it's got to be from... It's, we're under Joe's direction, so we've got to do what he says, but we've got to sort of commit to that and, and perform the game plan. Um, I think if we if we perform like we did in the first half and the second half, we're, we're sat here with a smile on our faces. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think probably Joe taking the blame is... I, I don't know, I don't know. I think... Well, I, I, don't, I don't think that there is much he could have said at half-time yeah. because yeah. we were playing well. Like, what? He's not going to go in and say, we need to change this, change this, do this, you know, because we were doing well. I think the only thing that he said, possibly, he should have, he said he maybe could have reminded a bit more that the game's not done, don't be complacent, and kind of reminded the girls that Southampton don't have anything anything to lose now. They're going to come out at half-time and come out in the second half and just put everything in it. And maybe he felt that, he didn't um, maybe prepare the girls enough for that, but I mean, I don't, I don't really think he could have said anything at half time that would have kind of changed the outcome. To be honest, yeah, I think ultimately that complacency comes from within the players, and it's a feeling yeah. that in that huddle before the second half kicks off, that is that is the main thing. We're one 0 up. This yeah. is a must win game, um, biggest game of pretty much everyone's lives so far in terms of importance. Um, let's not be complacent. All we have to do, 45 minutes, work hard, get at them. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll, we'll learn from it for definite, a group of young players. So it's a, it's a good experience to experience some failure as well. Um, but it is at the detriment to a possible promotion, I think. Yeah, it's, um, it's well, it's now... It's very difficult to really say. It does make things difficult with the remaining games left. Um, of course, we will fight to the end. Um, what's your yeah. thoughts, Blue, on the two goals we conceded? Um, you know, second goal was a good finish from from the player, um, but maybe both goals maybe have been maybe defended a bit better. Maybe a bit harsh on the defence there, but Southampton they just cut us through, didn't they? Yeah, I think um, thinking about them that. Quite a bit of space in midfield. Again, I spoke before about being reactive in the second half, and I think it probably stems from that. We were just half a second behind, and that that meant that they could split us apart, and they were clinical. 
Yeah, it's clinical. They scored two goals in 10 minutes in one of the biggest games of the season. It's, it's clinical and they kept their heads um, and actually managed the game very well towards the end. Um, they really sort of stopped the game when they could and managed it managed it really well, made it hard for us to get even close to getting back in it. So, yeah, it's it's a good performance from, from them in the second half. And ultimately, I, I don't know who deserves to win that game, but they were clinical and they they managed it well. So. They did. And, and Boz, uh, what has the mood like been in the camp since, you know, the final whistle when and, you know, what was sort of said in the huddle that you're, you're willing to, of course, to tell listener, the fans, the listeners and just what's been training like? You know, you've trained last night, Tuesday, but um, what's it been like? Um, do you know what? Thinking back now, I don't. Gen- I genuinely can't really remember what was said in the huddle after. I just remember just kind of just staring at the ground, just yeah. kind of in your own thoughts. I think I just like trying to think back to what Joe said. I mean, obviously, there's like the standards. You know, the season's not completely over now. Um, but it, we have made it very, very difficult for ourselves, and we've we've put our uh, chance of promotion in someone else's hands now, which is obviously. Never what you want. But, um, yeah, we had training last night. Um, we all came in about 20 minutes before because uh, Joe wanted to kind of obviously go through some clips of the game, uh, kind of discuss the goals, kind of discuss different uh, different things that could have been done differently and just kind of say to us all that, you know, we just need to do everything we can now in our last four games because... If suddenly there is another twist where Southampton drop points, we want to put ourselves in the best possible position to uh, to capitalise on that. Um, so that's all we can do now. Um, and then training last night, it was it was quite quite light light hearted. It was quite funny. We had uh, some uh, football volleyball, which I have to say our team was not very good at. Um, and then we just kind of had like three to. Uh, Three teams, I think, and it was just kind of competition. And then Paga, Paige Shorten gave some chocolate out to the winning team. So it was kind of light-hearted, I guess. But uh, but yeah. Who was in your team, man? Who, who, who are you going to name and shame? <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't very good at volleyball. So I'll put my hands up to that. Uh, Lucy Egan was at the back. But our first game was that, okay, so they all blame me for the first game because first game I was like, so you can't, you can't, um, you couldn't return the ball straight away. It had to be, you know, play it around first. Um, so then someone said, imagine we just absolutely boot it in the air, like tell them basically you have to control that. And Carl's like, Boz, don't do it because it's going to go completely wrong. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. So I did it, went completely wrong. And then they had the serve because if you win the point, you keep the serve. And then we just couldn't get back into it after that. <laughs> um, we had Kyra. She was funny. It was me and Kyra at the front. Uh, Lucy Egan and OB at the back, and uh, we won a couple of games, but it just it was just funny. Yeah, we, we as soon as you lose the serve, you you really can't get back into it. But uh, no, it was just funny. Yeah. And and blue, it's nice to sort of. I know after a, a disappointing defeat, um, and you know now it's going to be a miracle to get into the playoffs. But I think it's good to go into the next training session, learn from the mistakes, but also have maybe a more of a light-hearted session just to get the. I know we've got a great team spirit anyway, but just bring that back a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think everyone's probably still feeling a bit sore. I definitely am um, and didn't didn't even play. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice to have sessions like that where you kind of just forget about what's just happened and the importance of whatever and just have a bit of fun with playing football with your mates. It's, that's quite nice. And then sort of change the focus um, to Chichester on the weekend um, later in the week. Um, but I, I think our focus now has to be finish the strict season as strong as possible. Um, we'll win all our remaining games. You never know what can happen. Miracles can happen sometimes. But, you know, all we can do is win win our last few um, and see where that takes us. Um, I think we probably all know. But, um, yeah, we've got to finish the season strong, um, do it justice, um, ready to attack next season. Indeed, yeah. Finish the season strong and enjoy it as well. And you know we've yeah. we've already made you know this football club proud with the FA Cup run and just our first season in Tier Three. You know still got such a young group of players, so um, bring that on. And uh, we will move our focus now onto the quiz. It is Boz versus Blue. Who is going to win this week? 
Um, we shall see. So we've got Who Am I, as always. Um, so for you, Boz, uh, basically, you've got clues to guess who it will be. Is a current Town Women's player? Um, so this is the first clue. And we've also got, of course, three other questions. And a tiebreaker, if needed. We'll probably just play the tiebreaker because we normally do, don't we, Blue? So yeah. here we go. So you, you just jump in if you've got the answer. Yep. Is that what yeah. Okay, right. yeah. Okay. So if you if you decided you want to do the first clue and you get it wrong, you're frozen out and then... Oh, okay. So right. you've got one so guess, one guess. One okay, guess. right, okay. So who am I? Clue one is... I've scored one goal this season. So it is a tricky first clue, but you never know. You could just guess if you think who who may have scored once, but probably hasn't scored again. Is this is this including pre-season games or just uh, no, just, just league and cup games, cup games. Okay, cool. Wow. I'm trying to think when she I actually don't know the goal she scored in. I don't know, I don't know. She scored yeah. anyway. Interesting. Okay. I'm not gonna guess on that. No, neither. No, no. Okay, clue two is I'm close to making 50 appearances for the club. Because so, there's a few players sitting out. Of course, Manny Biggs is hopefully going to make her 50 appearance at some point. I know, unfortunately, she's injured at the moment. But we had her on the podcast a few weeks ago preparing for a 50th appearance and then she hasn't played since. Um, but yeah. It's a 50 appearance. It's nearly a 50 appearance. I have an idea, but I don't think I'm going to go for it. I think. I think. I, I don't know how many appearances she's made, but okay. I think she's in the same sort of bracket as Peak and... Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, am I going to guess? Come on, don't be boring, Blue. Come on, don't be boring. Just guess. Okay, fine. I'll go with it. Lucy Egan. <sighs> she is correct. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. Oh no! I was going to say yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, the, the final clue. The final clue is I'm a defender. So um, yeah. I'm sure you would have probably got that because I don't know yeah. if there's any other defender you would have thought of. Um, no, score I've scored goal. one goal, but I'm definitely not close to fifty appearances. <laughs> Unfortunately not. You'll get there. You'll get there. Do not worry. Um, yeah. yeah. Funny enough, the next question is on your debut. Boz, and um, can you remember who scored the opening goal in your debut against Billericay? Was it Peskett, Peak, or Bigsy? Of course, listeners, play at home. I've got no yeah. idea. Like, like I said to you before, I just, I just can't remember. Like, I just don't remember anything. Um, I know I've got a during... photo yeah. of me. I'm not going to say it because I'm going to blew away, but I've got a photo, but I don't know if that was the first goal. Okay. So. I've got an answer. Did I just say it? Yeah. Okay. I think it was Peskit. Okay. Oh. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to go Peak. It was Paige Peak. It was the corner. The corner. Basically <laughs> a corner goal. I'm thinking of oh, a yeah. photo that I've got me, Pesk and Biggs. And I know it's definitely from that game. And I thought... It oh. was. And I yeah, think, I think um, both fucking Pesk. Yeah, I think Pes- Pes- Pescott made it 2 0 and then Big oh, right. made it 3 0. But yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a good goal, that. Um, good celebration picture as well. Happy with that yeah. picture. Uh, thanks for that. Always <laughs> got to. Very good. Thank you very much. Um, now, we are going to talk about your goal, Boz. Um, but yes. which goal was it in the 11 2 win against Keensham? I've got <laughs> no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I literally no idea. Uh, so, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say seventh. Oh, are we doing bang on only or? Um... Yeah, it's got to be. Hasn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ninth. Ninth. Mm. Okay. That's good. By the way, Boz, that was a fantastic finish. Were you were you happy with that goal? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, pretty pleased with it. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I mean, I, I would have I would have liked it to you know have counted a bit more towards something, but um, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, because the goal came in the it was the sixth goal of the game. Um, oh, I was going to say so, I said six or seven. Yeah, but seven. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I think I should give that to to um Boz Blue. Yeah, I don't know. She was closest. She was closest. <laughs> oh, um, 
Pity points Cause... all allow it. Yeah, pity yeah. point, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, question three. The final question. So it is 2-1 blue at the moment. So, so Boz, if you can get this right, and then okay. we'll go to the tiebreaker. Now, okay. last time you played Chichester, I, can't, I can never say their team. It's just a weird... <laughs> Chichester. Chichester. There we go. Um, of course, we beat them 4-0 early in the season, but who set up Tash for her goal in this game? Was it Laffy, Peskett or Bonnie? Now, it Do was a header. Do like, know what half it was in? Was it in the first half? I uh, don't know. You played in this game. Boz. Yeah, I know. That's why, because I'm uh, trying to... I think it was the second... Yeah, it was second half. It was nil-nil at half-time. So it was second half. Really? Uh, yeah. And it was a header. Uh, it, Tash was a header, yeah. Oh, I'm stuck. stuck. That, that pitch as well wasn't great. It was a hot day. It's always hot in Chichester, I swear. Yeah, it is, yeah. Bit of a, bit of a sandy pitch. Um, I remember I, I, was, I was... No, I think I've got it. I think I can remember... Oh, okay. I'll go first then because I'm not too sure. I'm going Bonnie. I'm going Pesket. Actually, oh no. I think I'm thinking of something else. Just I'll go for Pesket. Okay. It was actually from a corner. It was actually no. Bonnie taking the corner. Oh, I've had a shocker. <laughs> Ross, I'm an absolute shocker. Wrong. I thought I could remember. Maybe this was a different game, but I remember seeing a clip Pesca showed me the other day, or a few weeks ago, so that's why I can't really remember. But it was like Pest did a really good cross, and I think Tash scored, and we were saying it's cute because Big Z like, turned straight around to Pesk and like, gave her yeah. a hug and all that, so we were like, oh, yeah. that's cute. But I thought it was that, but clearly not. <laughs> she um, she set up a great goal for Big Z in this game, actually, because Big Z scored in this game as well. And it was a great cross, and Big Z, nice little header yeah. as well. Oh, so. I don't know what I'm thinking of. It's fine. Um, Blue, you've won this week, but there is a tiebreaker. Are you going to gamble? Yeah, go on. Okay, so this is a chance now to boss to steal it. Okay. How many goals have we scored at home this season in 10 games? So if you get it bang on, you win, boss. But if you don't get it bang on, oh you still win. Oh, my God. So, yeah, how wait, many goals? Oh, wait, so you're saying we've had 10 home games? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. In the league, sorry, in the league. So this okay. is a count for cup games, just league games. Oh, well, eleven's already been told because eleven yeah. against Fincham. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to give you ten seconds because you, you can now whittle out all the games. Okay. Um, who's going first? Go on, Blue. You go. I'm going to go thirty-six. Thirty-six. Wait, is this closest to? You've got to get a bang on. If you get a bang on, you you walk away. Get bang on. Oh, yeah, I'm three one up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was trying to work it out, but I don't think I've really can't really remember all of them. So I'm going to go a bit less, maybe thirty two. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's thirty. It's thirty. Oh, oh no! I thought she was going to get a bang on then. I thought she was going to go right. a bit less, and I thought she was going to get a bang on. But two off, two good off. effort though, Boz. Good yeah. effort. Um, but Blue, you've won again this week. Um, speech. Um, I'd just like to thank everyone who supported me throughout my career. <laughs> I know my quiz, you know, journey at the start was was rough and full of losses, but now I feel like I've found my form, and I look forward to next week. Yeah, Thanks back to back now. Back to back. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. On a roll. Yeah. Um, of course, next week you'll be in charge. So um, I'm going to have to battle out who I've, whoever I'm going to have on as guest. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's time to put a spotlight on you, Boz, talking about your career so far. Question time yourself. Um, and I'm just going to start, as always, on how you got into football. Um, so I think it was just, so I've got an older brother. He's a couple of years older. And I think it was just kind of me going along to his kind of matches when I was about six, maybe six, seven. And um, there was a ball kind of lying around and I just kind of started playing with it. And then I just went into the younger team of the team he was playing in. So I was with the boys team for about maybe three or four years. Um, and then I went to an Arsenal, it was called Mini Kickers at the time. So I think you were about maybe 
seven or eight. I'm really not too sure. Maybe, maybe nine. I don't really know. Um, so I went to trial there. Then I started playing for Arsenal. Um, I was there for two years in mini kickers and then one year under 11s, I think. Um, and then I didn't get, uh, I retried again, didn't get back in. So then I went to Essex and I think that was the first year that Essex RTC turned from Colchester to uh, Essex. Um, Paige Shorten was my first ever coach at Essex. So, uh, yeah. And I was at Essex for about six years, I think. I think it was. Um, I had Kev Baker as a coach, Paige Shorten. Uh, and Joe was my coach for a couple of years. Um, and then just obviously because then Joe moved on to Ipswich um, and he just took a load of us across with him. So, yeah, that's kind of my journey all the way, all the way through. And um, have you always been a fullback or have you played different various positions? Um, I, think I'm, I think I'm the typical fouled winger, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I think when I was younger, I maybe tried winger, maybe centre mid. I remember Essex, I was just like, put me in centre mid. I was like, I love it. But um, no, I just kind of settled into fullback the past maybe five years, I think. Um, like, definitely, like, said, okay, now I'm a fullback. But no point trying anywhere else. I'm never going to make it in the field and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, I guess so. I think the fullback rep is changing though, because you look at players. I think I'm, so, yeah. I'm a Liverpool fan, but you look at like Trent now. He's one of the most key players for Liverpool. Yeah, and the most one of the most talked about women's players is Lucy Bronze, and she's a fullback. Exactly. So, Boz. You know, so, there is no no shame in being a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a random question, but what's your take on you know? When you when you are doing throw-ins, you know what's your sort of go-to in terms of like you know spotting the player to throw it to. And that's a random question, but um, you say I'd normally say just throw the line, but then that really didn't work for us at Southampton. We were looking back on Tuesday, and our throw-ins just, just didn't work. Normally, throw to Tash, she does a little knock-on, get runners in behind, but it just wasn't working. Um, it kind of depends where you are on the pitch, I guess. I'd say. Like middle, I'd probably just throw the line. If we're kind of in our defensive half, then I'd probably maybe bounce the page, play it out from the back. And then obviously if you're kind of nearer your goal, then just a little throw, maybe throw into the box or something like that. But I kind of, it just depends. But I'd say my go-to is probably just throw the line, to be honest. Yeah. Have we got anybody in our team who've got a long throw? Has anybody got that in their arsenal or not? Paige Peak likes to think she does. Is she? I don't know. I just like to think she does, I think. Does she? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm not sure what else. Um, no, I can get a decent length, but it just hurts my back. Yeah. <laughs> just pull my back, just trying to do a throw. So, yeah, I've kind of just laid off of it. When was the last time you did a foul throw, or can you not remember? Do you know what? I think I did one maybe last season. Really? I think I might have got called for a foul throw, and I was just so embarrassed. It's, but, um, it's awful. Yeah. It's like the most basic thing to do, and you get called for a foul throw. But um, no, I don't think I. I think I might have done it, but I can't remember. Yeah, and uh, we've mentioned your your debut already against Billy Ricky. I know you already said I can't really remember much games, but you had a fantastic performance that game. Um, a good win against our rivals of the tier four back then. Um, but I must have been great for you. Unfortunately, you had some injury setbacks, but you finally made your debut. What was that like, getting that, that call up and, and playing? Yeah, it was great. You know, like you said, I'd kind of had uh, injuries the first couple of years at, at Switch, and obviously it was kind of tough seeing uh, like people in my age group, kind of like Sophie and Maddie and all that, kind of getting a chance in the first team, and that's obviously what I really, really wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, finally playing against... Billy Ricky was great and it was great that I felt like I had a good performance and contributed to the win and all that sort of stuff. So no, it was just a great experience and yeah. And let's sadly talk about your injury setbacks. Um, how does that sort of affect you as, as, a, as a player, as a person? You know, I'm sure it's not, it's been frustrating because you've been wanting to go on the pitch and you said you've seen your teammates like Peskett and Biggs who came through the RTC as well and everything like that. How does it sort of affect you? But now you're lucky you're back in, in the first team again. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's been difficult because it's not one of those 
like I'm not comparing me doing my ankles to obviously Blue and Pesk and Sophia's injuries with an ACL. Like it's completely different and, you know, I can't really compare that. But I guess the struggle for me was a bit kind of different to theirs because um, there was no kind of limit. I didn't know how long each one was going to take to come back from. I guess kind of with an injury such as an ACL, obviously you have to go through surgery, which is awful and all that sort of, and it's a really, really, really difficult rehab, but you're kind of given a time frame to kind of work towards. Um, and especially the last ankle injury I just, I just did, I really thought it was just going to be a few weeks out, maybe a month out at most. And it just kind of just dragged on and on and on. And I had no real thing to work towards um, and no kind of aim that you're going to be trying to get back on the pitch for this day. It just kind of get it got pushed back and, and back. And that was difficult to try and get my head around because um, it just kind of felt like the pain that I was dealing with was never going to kind of go. I mean, it wasn't like a I was walking around, but like the bit that was stopping me from coming back was the pain that I had on the button when I when it was up pressed and stuff like that. And it just felt like that was never ever gonna heal. Um, so yeah, that was difficult. And obviously, with ankles, when you do one, it just seems so likely that you just do it over and over because there's just a weakness there now. Um, so yeah, now I'm just kind of strapping them up for training matches. Just you know trying to prevent it as much as possible and strengthening and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, um, it's difficult uh, just sitting out, especially for the first two years when you're really trying to, um, I guess, kind of make a name for yourself in the team and get settled and all that. And you're constantly out with the same sort of injury. Um, but yeah, they all call me glass ankles now. So <laughs> I've got a nickname for myself. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. going to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to. That's what I'm known as, bloody glass ankles. But um, so, yeah. you've been had a nice good run in the team recently and, you know, some fantastic crossing as well. I know Kieran said you're one of our best crosses in the team. And I, I agree with him about that. Um, how, what's it been like this season? You know, I know it's been stop-start a little bit, but um, just being back in the team the last few weeks, I'm sure you've been, been buzzing about it. Yeah, I mean, I started the season off well, I think. And, you know, I got a couple of assists and all that sort of stuff and, like you say, I felt my crossing was probably one of the strongest parts of my game. Um, so I was a bit disappointed when my first game back um, against Plymouth. You know, I really wanted to try and, uh, I guess, kind of prove myself. I put a lot of pressure on myself to for that game to, OK, you've been out for five months, like you've got to kind of prove, prove your worth again, I guess. Um, and I was very frustrated. I'm going to talk to a lot of the girls how frustrated I was with, uh, my crossing in that match definitely wasn't one of my best matches, um, which is annoying because I put a good couple of crosses in to start with and then it just kind of went downhill from there. I don't really know what, what happened, but I think because I've been out for so long, as soon as one thing went wrong, it kind of just spiralled down from there <laughs> and I kind of got in my own head about it. But, um, but yeah, hopefully the last the last few games of the season, I'll get some minutes and I'll, yeah, do that again. Yeah, finish the season strong. Yeah, and in terms of of your mental state going into games when you're returning from injury I mean we're both similar in, in, a, in the fact that struggled both with injuries over the past few years I'd say um and it is it's really I find it really difficult for that first game back when you've got little niggles to so in your head are you are you still worried about your ankle or is it something that you have to just put aside um yeah I remember the first few training sessions I remember saying to Dan the physio that He's like, what's your confidence with it at the moment? And I was like, to be honest, um, it's not great. Like the thought of going into a tackle at the moment kind of does scare me. Mm. But um, no, definitely now I feel very confident with it. That I don't. It's not really a thought on my mind when I go and train or go and play now. So that's good. But like you say, like coming back from injury, you do when, when you're out for quite a while. Sometimes about four or five months, you do kind of pick up little niggles when you're trying to return because your body's just not used to it again. So like, yeah. I've been struggling my groins the past like four weeks just because I guess the motion of just continuously kicking a ball again. It's just kind of, so yeah, just little things like that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do feel confident in my ankles <laughs> at the moment. We'll see. <laughs> I'll continue. Yes, yeah. 
Indeed, and I'm always going to do this, Blue. We're going to put you on the spot. Um, what's your first memories of Boz when you, I don't know how long you've known Boz, um, and just just in general as a player? It must have been Essex. Did I first meet you at Essex? Yeah, was I it think so. It must have been Essex. Or was it, maybe it was, it might have been you MPCs. MPCs before Essex? Yes, I think oh, so. Yeah, it would have been NPCs then, maybe. Did you go to, how many NPCs did you go to? All of them, I think, from what okay. I remember. So M- NPCs are like the sort of pre-camp before England, so they're like the under-14 age group before the main England age group start under-15 where you start playing international games and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it would, have, it would have been NPCs, but I don't know about you, Boz, but NPCs were the, probably one of the scariest experiences oh my God, yeah. in my footballing career. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Because they, they, they do still treat you like you're at, like an England camp, yeah. But like you're literally like 13, 14, and you're just terrified of making yeah. any sort of mistake or or doing the wrong thing. Remember? Do you remember the custard trick that was going around? The custard trick, no, it's safe. Right. So, on some of my first camps, there was this rumor going around that after dinner, they'd put custard out for dessert. And if you eat the custard, that's it, you're dropped. You're going to be dropped for the next game because it's unhealthy. You're not allowed to eat the custard. And there was this big thing going around. Don't eat the custard, don't eat the custard because you're going to get dropped. And like, we were all just terrified, little 13-year-olds, of eating this custard that really just wasn't a trick at all. Like someone just made it up probably. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, just little things like that, they just yeah. get in your head. But um, thinking, thinking back to that, I mean, we'd go away, so it'd be a weekend, so it'd be a Saturday, Sunday. And yeah. I think there were five over the year. I went to four of them, so the last four. Um, and you were so scared about not being selected. We, you'd have a double session on a Saturday, and then a session in the morning on a Sunday, and then a game on the Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you were just done after that, back to school. Yeah. And you were just yeah. knackered. And yeah, just I so worried. All, all those camps and under 15 camps, so that the first kind of few years of England was just double sessions every day. And I couldn't believe it because obviously kind of under-17s, 18s when I kind of dropped out, but I couldn't believe they just kind of do a session a day or some days they don't really do sessions. Yeah. And I just remember I was like, when I was there, we were doing double sessions every <laughs> single day, non-stop. It was session, lunch, session, dinner, bed. Like, that was it. And there were two-hour sessions. Um, yeah, it was yeah. really, really full-on at that age. It was intense, intense. Yeah, but we got really through it, intense. so I think that's probably my first memory of Boz and then obviously we yeah. played at Essex RTC yeah. together for a while yeah um, before Ipswich so, yeah. yeah that's some good insight because um some listeners probably won't have a clue what goes on at England camps but yeah double sessions for 13 year olds that's just I know, I know, I know you've got I know you've got yeah. loads of energy because you're, you're young got energy ridiculous. but ridiculous it's a bit that's yeah. the same at regional camps as well I believe I think we yeah, double regional sessions camps. at regionals two hours of 1v1s yeah oh yeah <laughs> You were just done. You were absolutely You were done. so done. They loved the 1v1. It was just in yeah. a box. And it was like, right, body and limbs in this <laughs> box. You don't lose the ball. And you just got to do that for like two hours. It was awful. I think my, I've had the most soreness. Like regional camps were just, they were yeah. just soreness. That's they all I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine a good time. And yeah, memories. And I'm sure you make friends forever as well. Like, I'm sure there's some teammates back then you still talk to now and you know some may have kicked on you know still playing football but um but no it's always good and you know Boz what was it like though seeing like Maddie and Pesky I know you've been friends with them for a long time you know even Kyra this season you know jumping into the team as well and playing fantastically um what's it been like just being part of a team with you know good friends as well yeah I mean I think I heard Maddie say on the podcast the other week that um me Pesk and, and Maddie all stayed together. I like, lived together for like two years, um, which we were talking about the other day. We were like, we just had it so good. Like it was so funny. You're just living with your mates, going to school. Um, we used to do the BTEC, so I mean, I think we all kind of found it like pretty easy. Like not much stress at school. Um, and then you come home, just with your mates, have a laugh. And I just remember it every day, just being hilarious. Um, of the stupid things that we'd do um, and get up to. Um, but, yeah, and obviously Kyra this season, we went to to college together as well. So there was, like, the four of us at college, but she stayed 
um, at a different homestay. But um, she's done so well this season. I said she's been unbelievable uh, in the midfield. Um, but yeah, no, she's had an absolute blinder. They all have. But uh, obviously it was difficult with with Pesk um, and her injury. But um, I'd say in some ways it kind of brought us closer. Now I live in Ipswich and and uh, she lives in Ipswich. Like we're constantly there for each other. And uh, no, it's quite nice. It is indeed. And I'm blue, you know, your injury as well and having Pesk alongside you, you know, both battling out, trying to, you know, see how you're both getting on with rehab. I'm sure that's just been nice. I know we spoke about this before, but just to expand on it. Yeah, it's, it's, I think we'd both say it's good to have each other, but also can be quite difficult at times. Yeah. And we probably both agree on that because, because the surgery dates were so similar. So I think she was five days after me. Because they're so similar, you're you're meant to be at the same, or in your head you're meant to be at the same stage, so you're constantly comparing. But everyone's ACL um, journey is completely different. Like there is no ACL which is the same, um, and you sort of get to know. I'm, I mean, I'm constantly asking my physio, okay, so where am I going to be after six months? Where am I going to be in July? Where, like, when will I be back? And they just don't have the answers because it, it goes. You have to you have to take it step by step, and it, it's Things can go wrong, but things can go well. Um, so like Boz was saying, there's no real sort of time date where you're like, okay, yeah, you'll be back by this time. Um, and obviously me and Pesca are completely different people, so it's going to be different for both of us, using different physios and doing different stuff in the gym. Um, so it, it, it's nice to have someone there who understands it, though, um, because I think once you've done your ACL, uh, I mean, there was a girl texting me last night, um, who I didn't know, just on Instagram. It was just that like, I've recently done my ACL. Um, thinking about surgery, like, you just become a community. It really is an ACL community because you you all understand what it feels like, um, what the process is and how to prepare for that. So, yeah, in all in all, it's been really nice having PESC um, as a sort of support and the banter's been all right. Um, I sort of have most banter, so... She's sort of lacking in that department, but we work well. Um, <laughs> we work well, um, and it's been enjoyable so far, I'd say. Indeed. And uh, Boz, um, to wrap up, question for yourself. Um, what's it been like, you know, doing the away trips, um, you know, having the gym sessions and just the whole different environment this year, the training, you know, we've, we do it, we've got different times training, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. What's that been like, the experience? Um, yeah, I love the away days. Like I look forward to them so much. Like they're always so funny, and obviously as a group we all get on so well. So just kind of going for a weekend away somewhere. Obviously, you know, you've got the game to focus on, but kind of just going away um, with your mates is just it's fun. And uh, um, yeah, I just look forward to them. They're great. Um, but yeah, training training days I like them. We train four to six. Um, twice a week and then obviously a late one on Friday so that the younger ones can join in but um, I like that kind of time slot you don't get kind of home too late and um, and yeah it, it kind of works well I think it's worked really well this season with, with training and and all that sort of stuff yeah Indeed and uh, let's get into then the final little thing we've got to do before we wrap up the podcast of course we've got another game this weekend at home back at the Gold Star uh, 638 was it at the Gold Star on the weekend? So yeah. a decent crowd. It was up since the, the Plymouth game. Mm-hmm. We shall see what the crowd will be like um, this weekend. Uh, Blue, how are you feeling going into this one? Of course, you need to get back to winning ways, of course, and um, just make another statement in the league, just get another big win. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think so. I completely agree with that. Um, it's all about bouncing back and finishing the season strong. Um, so, yeah, if we perform well and we show some big results... Might put a tiny bit more pressure on Southampton and Oxford um, because uh, I think no matter what, we want to finish second. Um, so, yeah, we, we just got to do the best we can. Um, and I think a good performance on Sunday plus a big win, I think would do the team some good um, given the circumstances. Um, so, yeah, we've got we've to we've deal with what's in front of us um, and perform well, I think, to finish the season strong. And um, their last three results, um, Chester and Selzy, 7-1 win, last time against Hounslow, 
move on. 3-1 defeat against MK Dons and a 1-1 draw with Gillingham. So not, not a bad result against Gillingham. Gillingham are a good side. We found out this season. Definitely that, that goal was draw at the goal star. Um, I know you already said, Boz, that you do struggle to remember games, but can you remember much <laughs> from that 4-0 win when you, when we played them at their place? early? This, I know it's September, so a long time ago. I can't remember um... the game, to be honest, but... <laughs> I remember being hot. It was just so yeah. hot. It was boiling. Yeah. We turned up and we we all said that we felt like we were like doing an international game in Spain or something because it was absolutely <laughs> boiling and the pitch just kind of felt like the pitch abroad. I don't know. Yeah. But um but no, I can't really remember. I mean you said it was near and a half time, so we can't have done that well in the first half. But no. um, clearly it all picked up in the second half. Um but yeah, like you say, I just can't. I'm just awful at remembering games. I can't really remember what happened. But yeah. no, I think we should we should do well against them, get a result, obviously. And like Blue says, it's just about kind of making a statement now and bouncing back from last week. Um, and yeah, just just trying to get as many goals on the board as possible in case it possibly does go to to goal difference, which I don't think it will. But you never know. How do you, um, by the way, fear, um, feel when you play against teams who are in the bottom four and have been struggling this season? You know, Southampton actually put eight past them in January, so they are a team struggling. So how, how do you feel as a player when you have to play these sort of teams? You know, Hounslow, they're another team who have been struggling this year, no wins on the board for them. But as a player, how do you feel approaching these sort of games? Um, I think you always just prepare the same, like training leading up to it. There's absolutely no difference in in training and focus and just preparation in general. Um, I guess I always have the mindset of, obviously because of the kind of league we're in, especially at the start of the season, because I knew the kind of league that we were in and how close it was going to be at the end. Um, I guess you kind of put pressure on yourself to maybe just get as many goals as you can. And uh, maybe if it ends in 3-0, then in some ways that may be not good enough because you know that Southampton are maybe going to go there in a couple of weeks and put five or six past them. Um, so I guess maybe the mindset is slightly different, but the preparation and the focus is always the same. Yeah. And Blue, we've got four games left to go. Um, what would you like to see? Anything different, you know, from the team? You know, any any random goal scorers? Maybe Boss can get back on the score sheet again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll take a Boss goal. Boss yeah. goal. Yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. Assist, assist this weekend and then in the last Hopefully. three. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to try and get a couple more assists by the end of the season, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah I'd like a bit of that. Um, I think my first answer when you said that question, I was like, Yeah, four wins to be honest, Ross. <laughs> yeah, that's <might> well. <laughs> <laughs> four wins, um, good, just good football. I'd really like to see some good football. Some some goals, which I mean, I think I'm probably still leading contender for goal of the season. Maybe that's just me being myself. Are. But yeah, contender for that would be nice. Um, obviously, not them winning it, but a contender. <laughs> um, Who else is can? Who else do you think? I can't really. Lucio Bryan scored a worldie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's a few more, but yeah, not a good team goal, Ross. Yeah, yeah right. that'd be nice. Yeah, build yeah. up play. Build up play. Yeah. Yeah. Cross, header, lovely. Yeah, I want some more set-piece goals. Um, they've been disappointed the last few weeks. Um, mm. I normally praise Laffy a lot, but some of our corners recently have not been great. <laughs> You've got to hope she don't uh, listen to this because she'll be well, fuming. To be fair, the, la- the last few weeks she's been swearing when you know she's gone <laughs> oh, yeah, taking the corner because she's she's no she's done a bad corner. Yeah, I know. But, uh, I know. but unfortunately, I think it's just also it's just whoever's in the box. Make sure you make the runs. But it'd be nice yeah, to see maybe true. Liv score, Liv Smith score. Yeah, they were not scored this season. Um, well, these are the I'm goal scorers. The these are the goal scorers. So Tash Barrett, O'Brien, Maddie. Anna, EK, Page Peak, Laffy, Peskett, Brazera, Boswell, Egan, Horwood, Hubbard, and Wilson have scored. So there's a few players there missing. Liv, who hasn't Liv scored. hasn't. I wonder what Liv's celebration would be. I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd absolutely love to see that. Yeah. Got Kyra hasn't scored yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Top first season. Kyra's got to get a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone else, pretty much, who's a regular starter, um, have has scored because you know Eva scored last week. We are giving it to her, of course. Um, yeah, I was praying that 
that you'd give it to her because then I get the assist. Yes. <laughs> Kieran said, I was like, Kieran, do I get the assist for that? I said after the game. And he was like, well, if it goes down as an own goal, then obviously not. But if it goes down as an either goal, then you get the assist. So I've been on at him for a week. Did she get the goal? Did she get the goal? And he's like, yeah, she got the goal. So I'm pleased with that. I think you're, of course, yeah, hoping like, because Lafayette at the moment has got 10 assists. Um, I'm sure whoever's going to try to battle out. But um, hopefully you'll get a few more assists before the end of the season. We'll see. We'll um, see. But another thing is, of course, we want to have a big crowd down the Gold Star. Um, yeah. It was great to see 638 down there. But um, for the final three home games we've got, of course, we've got um, Oxford after that. And we've got London B, sorry, after that. And then, of course, we've got Oxford. And then, of course, Pompey is the last game of the season. So hopefully a big crowd. Um, but no, it should be a good game. Uh, we will see what the weather's going to be like because it's been strange the weather. Miserable, yeah. Miserable. But um, hopefully it'll be a nice day. Um, the, the men's team are away at Shrewsbury. So if you can't go to that away day and you want something to do and watch a bit of football on the Sunday, go down to the Gold Start as always. Um, Blue, I'll let you outro as ever. Plug anything you want to plug. And of course, thanks, Boz, for joining us once again. Thanks all for listening. Um, thanks for co-hosting, Ross, as as per usual. Um, and Maria for joining us. I don't know why I said Maria. I normally call you Boz. Yeah, it's that really sounds weird. weird to say Maria. Very <laughs> formal. That sounds Boz very strange. I always say when Joe says Maria, it just sounds weird. I know. It sounds it like I'm in trouble or something because yeah. it just doesn't sound right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, yeah, thanks for chatting about all times. Um, yeah. And we'll look forward to recording next week. Um, Get down to Gold Star 2pm on Sunday for Chichester game. Four games left of the season, so be part of this season um, and we'll see you next week. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.